Support Black Podcast. Meet Shannon, Cameron, Lauren, and Mel. Four black women who are bonded by nerd culture as they discuss all things comics, games, movies, and TV. Join them bi-weekly on the Nerds of Prey podcast. That's Nerds of Prey, P-R-E-Y, podcast. A different kind of nerd culture podcast because they love you back. Available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and every place that you find the best in podcasts, including nerdsofpreypodcast.com. Check them out. And remember, support Black Podcasts. My name is Lynn, a.k.a. The Bad Tribble, and I'm here talking with Marissa Iracunda of Quirktastic, talking, Hi. About, talking about not, not only like this, this, this movement, I think, I think it's, it's clear to say that this is a, a movement that is happening in the North Carolina area, as well as a cool convention that is going to be debuting uh, this month down there in Durham. Larissa, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. Now, I, I have to ask you, I have a question to ask because with a name like Quirktastic, I'm just curious, is there a Quirktastic Four or like a Quirktastic Quartet or something like that? <laughs> You know, there isn't, but that was a really catchy name, so I might have to bring it up with our CEO to see, like, what she might think about that. That's really cool. A Quirktastic Four. <laughs> I like the ring of that. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, it's – well, I'm a big Fantastic Four fan, so I, anytime I see something fantastic, I'm like, well, there's got to be four of them. So there, there must be. Um, but, but, <laughs> but, so, but, but also with a name like Quirktastic, I would imagine there has to be a very cool – origin. So what is the origin of Quirktastic? Yeah, absolutely. So our CEO, Brianda Law, she originally started a blog called Quirky Brown Love, which Mm -hmm. basically sort of covered um, topics from like alternative culture, music, fandoms, geeky stuff, all that type of thing. But when she decided to rebrand it into, you know, um, a media company she was like what's what's a good name that we can use like what's something that's like quirky quirktastic and then you know when she was brainstorming that just kind of stuck and she's like you know what quirktastic that works and you know the rest as they say is history and it's it's more than history because like you said this started as a as a blog and then brianda correct that, yes. that she wanted to create not just a media company, but even go one step further. Because what I understand, and when you go to Quirktastic.com, the first thing that you um, you you are introduced to is that 
it is actually an app that you can download onto your phone. Uh, and I like the way that it's, it's, it, it sounds because it's, it's a friendship app. It's an app about finding other quirky people. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's the great thing about Quirktastic is that I feel like ever since its inception, it's just really grown so much. You know, it originally started as a media company to just kind of do coverage from, like, POC and, you know, perspectives about, like, geek culture, you know, fandom, things like that. But, you know, as it was growing, I think Brianda really wanted to focus on the fact that many of us growing up, you know, even me speaking from personal experience, we always felt a bit isolated, like, oh, is there anyone else, like, like me? Like, are there any other Black girls who like comics, fandoms, rock music, things like that? Mm. And so with Cortastic, the app, she's like, you know, we're all over here, but we don't have a chance to really connect. And she really wanted to bring that sense of community as well as representation and, like, the things that she covers. And so I think just having the app and having that ability to really connect with people find people to go to conventions to, and it's really kind of feels seen has made it really, I think, take off. Yeah. And it actually speaks to a need that is necessary in this, in this uh, arena, because, you know, historically, you know, let's just put it out there, you know, some, some geek spaces haven't been super welcoming to um, women in general. And that would mean that they're probably even less welcoming to uh, women, uh, women of color, um, and for to help foster safe environment, safe spaces for that interaction, I think is is like a necessary. It, it's an unfortunate, unfortunately, it is a necessary thing that has to happen, and everybody has to be more cognizant of. And I think for Quirktastic to take on that mission so boldly I think speaks super super cool of everything that you've got going on. You said that this was uh spoke to you even personally. Where where does your uh geek in? When did you first realize like, hey, you know what? I'm quirky. Yeah. Well <laughs> for me I think it's a really funny story. You know, my family immigrated from Africa when I was um about two. And mm-hmm. so growing up, we had a lot of different, like, mediums to kind of watch, like, TV, music, stuff like that, especially for me to kind of just really get involved in American culture and learn English and stuff like that. And so I remember the very first movie I would watch was My Neighbor Totoro from Hayao Miyazaki. And then, nice. You know, went through, thanks. Yeah, and then went through all the Studio Ghibli films from then on. Loved all the retro anime growing up, you know, Outlaw Star, Cowboy Bebop, mm-hmm. Wing, all that. And then, you know, as I grew older, my taste would expand into like, you know, comic books, like DC, Marvel, Image Comics. And then, of course, you know, I'm sure like most people my age, like I had a bit of an emo phase. So then you had the <laughs> rock music aspect and the alternative culture and things like that. So I really feel like I'm a little bit of everything. And, you know, also I love sci-fi, Star Trek. Star Wars, so really just kind of, I've always known that I was quirky, but I never really knew how many other people like me like the same fandoms mm-hmm. without it being seen as weird or like, oh, that's just kind of cringy, you know what I mean? Do you know, do you remember the first time that you actually met someone who was like really kind of like simpatico with you into all these this different fandoms? 
Yeah, absolutely. I want to say it was middle school, about eighth grade. Mm -hmm. That was at the height of like my like super weed phase, I think. And so I remember I would always kind of go up to like the kids in my class. And one of the first questions I would ask is like, so do you like anime? And if they said yes, it was kind of over with. Because I remember one girl I said that to, she was like, oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) I've been waiting all day for somebody to ask me that question. <laughs> Literally, yeah. And so, you know, just seeing like the level of enthusiasm that she had that matched with mine was so refreshing. And so, I think from eighth grade going on into high school, when I started going to conventions too, it just really kind of helped me connect with like minded people. And it was just something like I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost like you're coming home in a sense, like, oh, these are my people. Because, you know, for a while it's like, yeah other people like nerd stuff they like comics but it's not to the extent that I do so when you go to a convention or you make those friends and you see that they have the same passion as you it really makes you feel like connected which is awesome yeah that 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 is that is so true I'm curious because I I I like to ask people this question because I I like anime but by by I will admit that I'm far from an anime head you know what I mean? Like I yeah. like my I like my Outlaw Star. I love Cowboy Bebop. Um, I've tried to get into My Hero Academia. There's something about that whiny little kid just just annoys me, and I can't <laughs> I can't go there. But uh, but I'm curious because you know because I'm a little bit older than, than most of the like all all of the triples in in the show on the show. Um, so my introduction to geek was decidedly comic books and and animation and the animation was more cartoon but i know that more and more people uh you know within the you know 10 20 years younger than i anime was their first introduction and i'm and i like to ask people like what was it about anime that hooked you in and even more to the point what is it about anime that makes people so loyal because when they are down with anime they are down with anime for life (laughs) they are there's no going back (laughs) right 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 so i'm curious like what, what was it for you that just locked you in with it Yeah, it's interesting. I have like three distinct memories of my childhood where I really felt in my heart like this is it. I'm going to be obsessed with this for the rest of my life. (laughs) And like, I think think the first one was when I first saw um, Totoro, because one of the things that I think is so beautiful about um, Hayao Miyazaki's movies, especially, is that he really knows how to touch into that sense of magic being present in the world. Like even when you're finished watching a movie, you can kind of see like the little bits of wonder that can exist mm-hmm. in everyday life. And especially seeing my neighbor Totoro, I was about the same age as the youngest sister May. And so I was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, this mythology surrounding these cute girls who meet this forest spirit. I always thought it was really beautiful and just really touched me in a way that I think many fantasy readers also kind of like agree upon like when they read things like Lord of the Rings or like Chronicles of Narnia and stuff like that. Right. And then the other two memories I remember whenever I was younger, um, they don't do this anymore, unfortunately, but I think it was back when um, it wasn't a cable channel. I think it was a local channel. They had Sailor Moon on in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, yeah. And I remember being about like five, my mom's just like helping me get ready for school. And I look up, and I just see Sailor Moon, like, transforming, like, you know, that huge, long, extended scene. And right. I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is beautiful. And so <laughs> I remember just being wide-eyed and just like, wow, like, this is really cool. And just knowing from that moment on that, like, I don't know, it was it was a sense of 
what I liked about Sailor Moon also is that they really showed girl power and femininity without mm-hmm. kind of sacrificing that, like, that aspect of a woman. Like, you know, sometimes I feel like when people write superheroes who are female, they kind of run the risk of, like, ooh, I'm just like the other guys. Like, yeah, yeah. that's the wicked girly stuff. And it kind of takes away, like, no, you could still be a girl and, you know, kick butt. And so, you know, even though I was young, like, seeing Sailor Moon in that light, like, she was pretty. I love the transformations, but she was still a superhero. Really kind of sold me over. And then I think the final one was um, my older brother. He was, we're only about a few months apart and so he was also into anime and he brought back Gundam Wing once and when I saw the theme song for that because that's something that I also love just like anime has like the most beautiful soundtracks too yeah. just hearing the theme song of just communication and seeing like Hiro Yui standing in front of the giant mecha just let me know like these stories are really cool like they're not the same as like what I had been seeing from like you know normal western cartoons or western animation like you know, I will admit some of the stuff I did watch back then was probably a bit too old for me, but, you know, the story, <laughs> I, will, I saw a few titles that I probably should have waited a few years to see. <laughs> but, but I really just love the story because it, I think what anime does is that it always kind of focuses on the underdog and a sense of coming of age mm-hmm. in a world that's really magical and that really kind of speaks to whoever is watching it. And I think a lot of us gravitate towards anime as a sort of escapism too, because, you know, especially growing up, adolescence is always a rocky time and you're still discovering yourself. And I think anime really kind of touches upon that. People discover themselves, like whether it's through magic, like being a superhero, piloting a mecha, or just, you know, going on fun adventures, you feel a real sense of like authenticity in the stories and, you know, coupled with the beautiful animation and the soundtrack and things like that. I think it's hard not to fall in love with it after a while. I think I think all of that is is extremely very true. Um, one of the things I've always appreciated about anime uh, and man- and manga is that the hero, you know, it gets lost when, especially when you dip into the world of comics, DC and Marvel, uh, especially. Um, the hero, uh, never mind that they don't always look like the reader you know that's that's long ago been a problem because of how old these heroes are but they also come with these you know uh uh these idealized body types you know like which you know you know if, if you transformed it into you know real life you're either you know impossible or you're the rock and (laughs) literally you know um but but in the world of anime anyone you know it's all about what is inside so if you can be an adult and still be of whatever shape you can be a child and be and be of whatever uh um, shape or build or look or orientation or what have you and it's all about your heart and the heroism that is with in you that will you know overcome the obstacles and not just that because you've got you know 24 inch python arms or anything like that you know so that's what i've always really appreciated about anime and my daughter who's i said i'm older my daughter's like around the age of like the the triples that i that i roll with and she that was one of the things that she always gravitated to um uh big big time um let me ask you you know getting back to the whole quirktastic 
of it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is, you said it is a media company. Um, yeah, well, it, it kind of operates as like several things right now. It's the main um, function is the app, and within the app, you have the media company, which is what I'm the head over, like so the editorial stuff and the articles and things like that. And then you have um, we just launched our video department a few months ago, and so that's where you get all those fun short form videos, like convention coverage and things like that. So it's kind of like all combined into one, if that makes sense. No, it it, it does, and it it's. It's a very attractive website. First of all, first of all, shout out to whoever built your website because it's it's, it's <laughs> mad dope and mad attractive. The the logo I love. Um, so it, it 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 draws you right in. It's it's easy. It's clean. So you know, like props because there are people that you know want to throw everything out at you. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> I'm glad. So it, so it, it's it's killing it. And I like the the articles that you do. I, I especially like the one article that I, I read on there where you're talking about, uh, you know, the top 10 conventions that are like, you know, safe places for people of color and LBGTQ and, and what have you. And I love that you unabashedly put number one quirk con, you know, <laughs> The, the convention that is coming. <laughs> you know, I, I love that shameless, shameless promotion. And and with that, let's let's transition to QuirkCon, which is coming to Durham, North Carolina, May thirty first through June second, if I believe. Yes. Three day convention that's that's happening down there, um, and it is a convention for the quirky, or for or for as your website says, for the weirdos of all ages. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think um, one of the things that we're just so excited for QuirkCon is that we feel like it's the culmination of you know, everything we've been doing with Quirktastic just kind of coming together, like, in real life with everyone just kind of congregating. Right. And so I think, like, the great thing about Quirktastic is that um, with QuirkCon, it's going to be a three-day convention, yes, but it's not just going to be focused, we'll see, on, like, comics or sci-fi or things of that nature. Because, you know, as we kind of spoke to earlier, I think everyone has fandoms that kind of go far and wide and stretch into different avenues so it's going to also like delve into like free-spirited holistic things like you know the alternative community aesthetics wise stuff like that music gaming so a little bit of something for everyone who always has felt like they don't really fit in with their interests you want to make it a safe place for people to really just let their freak flag like fly and just be safe being like a weirdo you know I feel like that's also like the point of like our logo being the unicorn like you know people always kind of see a unicorn as like ooh, a crazy funky mythological like creature and you know it's like you know quirktastic like we're we're not afraid to like just be weird and funky and so quirkcon is really cool because we'll have different panels like you know discussing everything from like you know fandom sci-fi to things like self-care I think a, a cool panel that's coming is um nerd parenting 101 and um also stuff like you know day parties like one of our day parties is sailor scouts and twist out oh boy and um <laughs> yeah um with adorned by t pretty girls like anime and stuff like that and i think what really makes quirk so cool is that 
we try to be as authentic as we can with what we're trying to do. We want people to be able to be themselves and to feel seen and to just have as good a time as they want, especially with people of color and other marginalized groups. Cause you know, there have been conventions, but we, I don't feel like there have been, there's been one that really tries to just bring all those different fringe interests together in one place. And I think it'll be really cool to see the array of people who come over. Yeah, I think it will too. And I like the way that you're kind of promoting the convention because you're, while promoting it as a place for these, you know, for, for quirky people, but you're also promoting it as a convention that, you know, uh, specializes in mashing up different fandoms. So, you know, you're, you making a point that it's anime plus cosplay, you know, it's, it's comics plus, you know, um, plus LARPing, it's gamers, plus this, you know, and, and yeah. you, you're trying to put everything, instead of having everything like have their own separate neighborhoods, you know, let's make it like it is in real life. It all just cross pollinates. It all feeds one another. You know what I mean? That Because that's what Absolutely. makes the gumbo all quirky and delicious. <laughs> I could have put it better myself. I love that analogy. Absolutely. Because <laughs> I feel like, you know, when you meet people in real life, that's kind of how it is. You're not, well, it varies between person to person, but I feel like you're not just like, oh, you like comics. I like comics. Let's just discuss comics. I feel like it's like, oh, I'm into this and also this. And I do a little bit of this. And it's like, oh, me too. And, you know, we all like, I feel like we all have something to bring to the table when it comes to like, just, you know, being quirky and, letting yourself be the most authentic you that you can be. And so definitely with QuirkCon, we want people to feel comfortable with that and just, you know, really connect with people. Because another thing that I think QuirkCastic has really been successful in building is a sense of community, I think, between, like, our readers and the people on staff. They really feel like, no, these are people who get me, and I feel really seen and really connected. And luckily, a lot of people have been able to make great connections and great friendships out of that alone, which I'm really grateful for. Yeah, I was curious. I'm curious because, you know, being up here, you know, here the Tribbles, we're located here in Philly, and Philly's got his own own little vibe, and, you know, we're close to New York and Baltimore, and, you know, Atlanta bubbles up all the time. And I'm curious about how that community, that, that geeky, quirky community um, is, how alive is it in Durham and in North Carolina? Well, um to be, to be honest, I'm actually not based in Durham. Our okay. team, Brianna, is. Um, the cool thing about our team is that we're all spread out. At the moment, we're remote. So, so where are you? We, I'm in Atlanta, actually. Uh, y'all y- 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 all quirky. Like, I, think, I think Atlanta is – I think the name Atlanta is Latin for quirky. So, so like <laughs> – Definitely, definitely. We definitely have a vibe down here for sure. But no, for I, I really think um, just based on what our CEO Brianda said, like there is a definite like, you know, quirky presence there. And, you know, it's also I think the location of QuirkCon is near a lot of colleges. So a lot of young people mm. who are still coming into their interests, still trying to find people yes. with similar interests. And I think really this will definitely be something that will be refreshing to the local community. Like, oh, wow. Like, because I don't know if if Durham specifically has like a convention, like say Atlanta, like what we have down here is like Dragon Con. Like right. I think what the DMV has is like um, 
Awesome Con, like, mm-hmm. of course, like New York, like New York Comic Con, stuff like that. So I think QuirkCon will really kind of bring that, like, congregation to that state and that city, and people will be like, oh, cool, something that I can go to that, like, kind of, like, something that they feel like they can really attend and, like, center themselves around, if that makes sense. And it sounds like as much of it is going to be a convention, at least looking at the the website, mm-hmm. it sounds like it's going to be a big party. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I've been kind of thinking of it as like part conference, part family reunion, part cookout. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like everyone all coming together and you get so excited and happy. It's like, oh, let's just celebrate each other. Let's just celebrate this community. And so, you know, I just think it's going to be a fun time for sure. Like, you know, we also have like our first annual like cosplay awards too that will be happening June 1st of that Mm -hmm. weekend. So we really just want to make it a weekend of like celebrating all the quirky people, all the weirdos who never really felt like they fit in all everyone who just really has been craving that community and that connection and making it a fun time. And that is QuirkCon, which is going to be taking place in Durham, North Carolina, May 31st to June 2nd. Tickets are on sale now, ladies and gentlemen. You can go to QuirkCon.com, Q-U-I-R-K-Con.com. Get your tickets. You can see all the list of all the guests that they, they have there, all the panels that are going going on there. I especially love, because I noticed that there – I noticed that Craig of the Creek is going to be spotlighted there. I, that's a, to me is a very underrated um, piece of heaven that I discovered a couple of months ago. So <laughs> I'm glad to see that that's going to be spotlighted at uh, QuirkCon. I was like, oh, all right, y'all, y'all, y'all know what y'all doing. All right, y'all legit. All right, I guess y'all know. That. I guess y'all pass. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so it sounds like it's going to be extremely, extremely dope. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to. Looking forward to it. With the Tribbles, I actually going to see if we can can't get down there. We're still a little unsure because a couple of things are already line, lining up. But mm-hmm. but if we can't get there this year, we're going to be there next year. I'm just letting you know. We 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 come into QuirkCon because QuirkCon QuirkCon is like the, the, park, the place to be. To have you. The more the merrier. <laughs> yeah, because y'all y'all sound insane. Y- y'all all sound insane. You know what I mean? Like in a ma- good way. As a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, y'all don't know, like, Larissa, we're talking to Larissa today. We were supposed to be also talking to Candace and Brianda, but I think they are up in the spaceship right now, like, like, <laughs> like tethering the satellite for QuirkCon. Like, they got all types of crazy <laughs> things planned for this convention. Y'all just don't know how quickly these people go, you know? So um, it's going to be insane. Uh, Larissa, the time has come now, though. So you, we ask all of our guests, all of our fans of the Black Tribbles to become one with our Tribal Nation. And to do so, you have to adorn yourself with a Tribal designation that gives an indication of where your geek lies. Like I'm Bat Tribble because I love Mm -hmm. everything. Batman. In the in our show, we have the Uncanny Triple, Storm Triple, Super Triple, Super Saiyan Triple, uh, Master Triple, which is short for a Jedi Master Triple. Triples of all shapes and sizes. So with all that being said, Larissa Iracunda of Quirktastic, yes. what will be your Triple designation? I believe I will be 
the one tribble to rule them all. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I, I told you these, quir- these quirky people were crazy, ladies and gentlemen. She's just going to come into Triple Nation and say, like, yo, I'm ruling y'all. Um, <laughs> I'm ruling y'all. Like, I'm just coming in like Khaleesi. What's up? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you know, uh, I, I – yeah. Well, it is a nod to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yes. So, um, okay. Well, hmm. Uh, look at you. Look at you. All right, Larissa. Mm. Anyway, anyway, I didn't know Larissa was was Latin for queen. Okay. So, with that being said, it, it is not official. Not until you take the triple oath of allegiance. So. I need you to repeat after me. Okay. I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple true. I'm a triple true. From the way that I roll. From the way that I roll. To the way that I coo. To the way that I coo. So shall it be said, so shall it be done. Larissa Iracunda of Quirktastic is now and forevermore the one triple to rule them all <laughs> inside the Triple Nation. Oh, I see the protests Yay. happening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> How's she going to come in on one interview and all of a sudden she rules? I ain't paying taxes one. What the heck? <laughs> Well, the throne was empty. I was like, hey, you know, let me just emerge on. <laughs> okay. All right. I like it. I like that. I like that. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. All right. Feel that need. Okay. Yes. Uh, Larissa, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. This has been great. This has been Thank fun. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're you're very welcome. And if people want to get more information, if this is not enough, and we just wet their wet their appetite, how can they get more information about Quirktastic and QuirkCon? Um, definitely subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're always posting about Quirktastic stuff and QuirkCon, and we're always happy to engage with our readers and our audience. So definitely don't be a stranger. Yes, don't be a stranger, ladies and gentlemen. And and I'm letting you know, you may want to. Quirktastic is an app, or we didn't even like focused on that. It's an app that you can go to on on in the App Store, iTunes App Store, Google yeah. Play. You can download and and find quirky quirky friends all across the nation, right there. Uh, so they're they're really very true about their mission about building a community. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, so get down with the Quirktastic movement. I told you it's a movement. It's a happening. Yeah, and you Dang. can see they've got a queen already. She ain't even started. And she's queen. Like, mm. let me let me get Bree on the phone, shaking all this out. <laughs> Game of Thrones, Quirktastic edition. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Larissa. This has been fun, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Have a great rest of the day. You do the same. Take care. All right. Bye bye.